0: In this week's episode, we had the pleasure of interviewing David Lopez from Run Buddy Mobile. We actually found him on TikTok. So super excited to have him here. He's from Arizona. And we're gonna be talking about how you should be focused on documenting, not creating content for your business, uh, how to ride the wave in business and what that means for growth. And how often should you be exercising your dog for a health, healthy, and happy life. Check it out. This is the Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your
1: business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. All right, David, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast, for uh, jumping in here. Super excited to have a conversation with you. Uh, Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Awesome. So, for those who do not know who David Lopez or Run Buddy Mobile are, who, can you describe it a little bit for us?
2: Yeah. So, Run Buddy Mobile is a mobile dog gym. And as part of our service, um, we drive around in a giant sprinter van full of non motorized dog treadmills. And we do week- weekly fitness sessions based on the dog's needs.
1: Okay, we're gonna definitely dive into that a little bit more. You said <laughs> yeah. it, you said a, you you broke down a lot of things here: an unmotorized treadmill, driving around in a sprinter van. So this is crazy, um, super exciting. So uh, let's step back at the very beginning here. Like how and why did you guys get started? This seems like a concept that we, I've never heard of. I don't know if Christians yeah, heard of. I don't, first time I so, saw. So it honestly,
2: my idea for a dog gym came to me about twenty years ago. Um, you know, we've all seen what happens on the news when there's a dog bite of any kind. They're just like hoping it's a pit bull so they can polarize it and put it on the news. And at that moment, that was about 20 years ago, I wanted to show, you know, how good of a dog a pit bull is. As you know, or you might have seen a meme somewhere down there, they were known as the nanny breed, right, so they have an instinctual trait to be really good with children. And when you spend a lot of time around pit bulls that are raised properly and socialized properly, you even notice that they are quite different around children. You know, they'll bump into you and move you out of the way. But when they come around a child, they're like extra careful. Mm -hmm. So I was just out to really set out and show people how good of a pit bull or how good of a dog a pit bull can be when properly exercised. And and going forward with that, you know, I, I decided to basically write my own dog training mantra based on the physical fitness side of a dog's life first before getting into the training, the discipline and what what, um, what kind of uh, school of thought you belong to, you know, with treats and reinforcement of any kind. And, you know, there's a lot of little key terms being thrown around now, like positive or, or, uh, you know, everybody calls themselves a different kind of dog trainer. A lot of it's really the same. I'm just out to prove that all of those systems work as long as the dog is properly exercised. Mm -hmm. So about 20 years ago, I started running dogs on treadmills and people took note of mac which was my first rescue pipple that i got um of how well behaved he was so uh, somebody somebody's people bit somebody for like the seventh time at the house and they were going to put her down and i said look let me take the dog and she'll be my dog now and i'll rehab her and i mean long story short i ended up with 14 pipples in my backyard Whoa! again completely irresponsible now that i am deeply involved in rescue for the last 20 years like I'm just very lucky. It all just worked out, right? Mac was an incredible alpha. He weighed about a hundred pounds. I had a four pound Chihuahua that's still alive now, 18 years later. His name is Biscuit. And then I just had a bunch of pit bulls, you know, and, and I never even had a fight, which if you're around rescue these days, like, you know that that's almost impossible. And I would never recommend anybody doing what I did hindsight being 2020 20, looking at that. But from there started my, my speech and my dog training life. Like I would sit down with a family, you know, and I'm like, okay, how much do you exercise your dog? And the husband and wife, I'm like, no, no, no. Like just, this isn't marriage counseling. Just tell me (laughs) how, how much do you walk your dog? And they're like, well, you know, we go to the park and back at least once or twice a week. Right. So now I Google how far the park is and I'm like, okay, you have an 80 pound lab that could run five, 10 miles a day and you're walking in a quarter of a mile a week. So that's why he's chewing the furniture. That's why he's barking incessantly. That's why he never stops begging for food. And when you properly exercise a dog, not only are you helping that dog live longer, but you really see another side of a dog, a side that most owners might not have ever seen. For instance, if you google the job your dog was bred for. Even if it's like a little dachshund, you know, that that's a badger hound. If you compare a dachshund hunting down a hole, pulling out a badger and killing this badger to your walk to the mailbox and back, we're really missing something there. We're not giving the dog what he was bred to do, and that's why he's acting different. There's, it's like, I tell people, like, you love your dog? Do you want to, like, re-fall in love with your dog and see who your dog really is? Like, let me work him out so you can see almost the way a dog will save his energy up for his work day. I can imagine hunters way back in the day took their dog, you know, nobody had a lab unless you were out duck hunting, right? And you see these dogs that are out being used for the job they were bred for, and you don't see any hip dysplasia or joint issues in those dogs, and those dogs live a lot longer, fuller life. You know, these, these herding dogs, they don't go for a walk on a leash after they've been herding sheep all day. You know, so if you, if you kind of address the dog's needs almost even more by breed and what job they were bred to do, you will see that we're missing the mark a lot on um, what our dogs actually need to live the fullest, healthiest, longest life.
0: Yep, I can attest to that 100%. We just got recently, when quarantine started, a lab, and uh, I was telling my girlfriend, Megan, um, I I mean, absolutely, the days that we don't do much with her, know we don't take her out we don't run with her we don't those are the days that she's the most rambunctious she's chewing on stuff you know um so yeah i i think uh you've i mean you've done a great job with um you know i I think educating people on on this like if if, even if they don't use your services just educating them on the fact that look your dogs need to do what they were bred for or at least some sort of form of of that you know, some
2: form of a job like mm-hmm. the treadmills being non motorized, you know, because our our sessions are 30 minutes long. And sometimes people are like, well, that's not going to be enough for my dog. And it's just like I've been running dogs on treadmills for 20 years. Just try my system out. Like I have even had some police officers call in for their Belgian melanols and they're like, son, you know, I don't know if you ever work with a Belgian, but 30 minutes just. Is... And then they send me a picture of the dog upside down, legs in the air, passed out. <laughs> they're like, dang And you see it in their face when they're working because they have to push the treadmill. So now we're actually getting them to engage those back legs and push that treadmill. And by building giant back legs, I I, I joke around, I build Instagram dog booties.
3: (laughs) That's awesome.
2: (laughs) Your dog with big buff legs will not only stay mobile longer but that's the key there is that they'll live longer the longer they can stay mobile. I, I, you know, I got, I got this mind. I always say like Forrest Gump and I'm not even sure that he had a good memory, but I always say it. I got this mind like Forrest Gump. So for 20 years I've been collecting dog mobility stories and there's so many dog trainers on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube trying to push their methods. I'm saying they're all right. As long as your dog is properly exercised, I don't care what dog trainer you use. If you, if you, if you like my system of dog training, great, use it. If not, use whoever. But you see, we get referred out by a lot of dog trainers the day before their training session or, you know, or the day of in the morning. We run the dog and the dog is like a, like a warm piece of clay now. He's, he's ready to be molded. But I'm sorry, I regressed a little bit there. So you talk to a lot of people where, let's just say a, a nice golden lab, her name is Lady. And Lady's a happy dog and she's part of the family and she always goes for her walks. And every story I've heard, they always say it, it resonated, and I can never forget it. They said, it happened so fast. She was a happy-go-lucky dog. All of a sudden, she didn't want to go for her walk. And boom, a year later, she's completely immobile, and she just sits in the corner of the house. And they're like, oh, well, that's lady. She doesn't like going for walks anymore. But I take that dog and exercise them slowly and begin to build those back leg muscles and all of a sudden the dog is like, boom, running around the house again, chasing the puppy again. And, and I tell these people, it's like, if there's life left in those back legs, I will expose it. I will show hmm. you how much longer your dog can live by focusing on working out those back legs. Dogs put between 60 and 70% of their weight on their front paws. Once they're going off in a hip dysplasia and severe joint issues, you can see that number raised to about 80. So by working those dogs out and having them push on this treadmill, I'm working out those back legs. There's really no other way to tell your dog, like, hey, uh, we need you to focus on legs this week. You know, <laughs> we need to build those legs. You know, let's 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 focus on that back left leg. We need you to plant. Like, the dog's gonna be like, what? Dogs are so instinctual. Like, they'll just overcompensate with their front paws. So, especially in golden retrievers, if you ever see the way they splay out and they start leaning forward, and their back legs get super tall and brittle, almost like crutches. It's not because mm-hmm. that dog is not meant to be walking on flat ground. You know, that dog was bred for a job. If you, if you look at the job of retrieving ducks, the dog's going to be at sit State, right, waiting for you to shoot all the ducks. The gun goes off. Boom, boom, boom. Imagine that little bit of stress they get from the guns going off, followed by the euphoria of jumping out there and grabbing all these ducks and bringing them back and being praised. That is nothing compared to a walk down a Starbucks and back, you know?
1: David so I want to step into the the treadmill here so like to our knowledge like you said you we don't know of anybody who has something like this so did you design this treadmill yourself and if so how did you do it and I'm more curious like how did you know that 30 minutes was gonna be enough for you know across the board for everybody um, can you can you speak on that
2: you know what when it really came down to it with the 30 minute session it was just over years of practice and when you look at what vets and what the creators of each dog breed recommend. You can research each dog breed and go all the way back to conception of the way, I mean, you can really go down a rabbit hole there when you look at what us as humans did to create so many different dog breeds, basically starting with just a wild dog, right? And and you you see what they recommend as far as daily exercise, right, so the 30-minute session they travel about what they would travel in about a 90 minute walk. So to not overexert the dog and always be on the safe side, we do the 30 minute session and the results have been incredible, you know, for rehab, for energy release, um, for overall, just happiness. And then honestly, when you get these dogs to peak physical performance, I hate to say it, but they tell you, they're just like, Hey, uh, it's 30 minutes, like I'm done. And they'll Mm -hmm. just stop and look at you. Um, As far as the treadmills, so these type of treadmills have been around for, you know, God, hundreds of years. I basically just designed one that's a little more ergonomic that allows me to make more adjustments so that I can do different workouts depending on what the dog is coming to us for. For instance, like uh, rehabilitation, an old broken leg that has never healed, uh, tripods, building up that back or front leg, um, and just giving them a, the lowest possible impact workout and focusing on what the dog's goals are.
1: So cool. Um, so going to the business, when you first started out, you were kind of pitching this to people, went to dog parks, trying to find dog people. Um, And nobody was really saying like, "Ah, I don't need this. I can do this myself or it wasn't as well received as what you thought. What was the, what was going on there?
2: It it wasn't right. So you can imagine I'm a, I'm a kind of a high energy person. Um, I would say, you know, type A, I like shaking hands. I've always been in sales. So if you, and if you've seen the picture of the van, the van is crazy, bright, vibrant, happy It has Mac who has since passed away as our mascot, right? We can get into that as well but can you imagine i go to these dog parks i'm pointing over at the van i'm handing out cards i'm shaking hands i'm follows on facebook and follow us on facebook and blah, blah 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 and so after a week of shaking hands and handing out maybe 300 cards i i head home to check the facebook right like we're like oh my god let me see how many follows one
1: <laughs> oh wow
2: and i remember the lady she didn't even have a dog she said she liked my van <laughs> and it was the only like so, I, so so I, I I had I had planned on this, right? But really that was that moment where I where I looked at my my fiance and I was like I was like, forget people. I don't even care about people. We have always said we're gonna do what's right for the dog. So I just started going to shelters and rescues. So I, I, I got a hold of somebody at the Humane Society and I was like, Look, I, I got this dog gym, I wanna bring it down. They're like, Well, you're gonna have to go to orientation, it's eight hours and I'm like, No, 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 like let me talk to somebody. <laughs> let me show you what I do. Right. So I go down there on one weekend. I run a bunch of dogs. They get adopted that weekend. One dog had been there forever, like a year, but after the workout, which was like Thursday on Saturday, the dog was just like, boom, adopted, boom, adopted. So before you know it, corporate's like, wait a minute, what's going on down there? Is this a real business? So, you know, obviously my fiance was in charge of everything. So yes, we have insurance. Yes. We have trademarks. Yes. We have a business license. Yes. And we, we built a partnership with, um, with Humane Society started running dogs there every week. And we've been doing that every week for the three and a half years we've been in business. But the reason I bring that up is because the way I heard it is somebody was at the lunchroom of ABC or Fox, I forget which one called first. And they were cracking up on this video of one of the dogs on the treadmill and he shows it to this reporter. And the next day was going to be 120 something. I come home, my phone's blowing up and they're like, we want to put you on TV. We think what you're doing is amazing. And the following like seven days I was on the news like every day at a different shelter or rescue. And that was the second week of June. So we launched May 1st and really I was like, I was like, people are going to love this. The only way I'm wrong about this is if I'm wrong about dog people and at the root of it, I make dogs live longer and there's nobody on the planet that doesn't want their dog to live longer. Mm -hmm. So from the second week of June to the second week of June the next year, I averaged 100 hours a week for the entire year. And there's Instagram videos to prove it because I'm in the van at 5 a.m. running a dog and I'm in the van at 9 p.m. running a dog, jumping from appointment to appointment, like fighting the clock not a minute to spare all day, every day. And then Sunday I was doing maintenance and cleanup. So I, I literally averaged 100 hours a week for a, year, a calendar year straight.
1: Holy cow. Did you sleep? It was like oh my god!
2: <laughs> no, but you know what? I, I do nothing but run buddy and family. So I still came home, had dinner with my son, had dinner with my, my, my lady, you know, like, like it really didn't feel like I missed anything. Mm. You know, maybe I hadn't been to a bar or watched a football game at a bar for that year because <laughs> I chose to sleep.
3: <laughs> but
2: I mean, you know, in bed by 10, up by three, you know, I was still getting some good sleep there, you know? And, um, I don't know. It was a really exciting blink of an eye. And here we are now three and a half years later about to franchise and start running dogs in, in every state in the country is what I'm hoping.
1: Ooh, that was definitely going to be a question we were going to ask later. We will, we'll get to that. I want to get to that, yeah. but let's uh, step back just one second there and, and talk about your, so you got a lot of great PR from that. Are you guys still getting PR um, like locally or nationally or how how exactly?
2: You know, we still come out on the news from time to time. I guess I could I could be better about reaching out to them, but you know, the summer hits here and we're we're book solid. You yeah. know, it's 100 and something degrees, and this year we had like record number of days above 110. So we might not have hit 120 this year, and we still continue. A lot of people don't know, and I haven't I haven't led with this because I said when people find out about it at their time, but a portion of everyone gets donated to running dogs at shelters and rescues. So I I still continue to give back to, you know, this country puts down between five and six million dogs a year if you look look up the statistics. And a lot of these dogs that ended up at the shelter, I mean, basically their time was just up. They weren't aggressive dogs. You know, a, a dog is not like a cat. You can let a cat out of the house and in like seven days he's feral, eating mice and living the dream. A dog, we specifically designed them to need humans. So they get picked up after being on the streets. Yeah, they're a little snappy. They, they need something to break them out of that monotony of being in jail. And you see it, man. We put them on the treadmill. They get their little session. They go back in. I've had volunteers come out of the, the shelter and they're like, with like this weird look on their face. I'm like, what's wrong? And they're like, it's quiet in there. Like, it's <laughs> all chill. Like, it's never quiet in there. You know what? So basically... Once the dogs are in the shelter, we're helping to get them out. Once, you know, these, these dog owners that don't know much about dog training and, you know, sometimes with baby dogs a little bit too much and don't, you know, don't, uh, don't address anxiety or fear. You know, when a dog is scared of something, you got to work them through it. Like, for example, my dog was scared of the vacuum cleaner. So guess what? He ate dinner next to the vacuum cleaner for the next 30, 60 days until they were best friends. But if you don't do that, that same dog sees the vacuum, freaks out and bites somebody on accident, right? Now that dog's in a shelter. It, it's like some people don't know that it was their fault. And some of these people that surrender a dog, a month or two later on their Facebook, they got a new puppy and the damn cycle's continuing again. So one, I want to keep dogs out of the shelter. Two, once they're in the shelter, I want to get them out. And we have what's called our Be A Rumbody program where we donate to rescues we work at Because a really big part of it is this transition. People get a rescue and don't know how to transition them into the family. So the dog ends up back at the shelter. They say dogs get returned at least once about 80% of the time. So if I can keep dogs from going to the shelter, get dogs out of the shelter as fast as possible, and help them transition into their home, I think we can do a really good number on that 5 to 6 million. Imagine Mm -hmm. if we can just drop that to 4 million. If I could save a million dogs lives a year, how about three million, you know, like, like really fix that and, and, you know, bring it to light. I think a lot of people don't know that you can get a purebred golden retriever from a rescue or a shelter, you know, people are like, so if you're in a hurry to get your dog and again, nothing against responsible breeding and purebreds of a kind. And you got tired of waiting on a rescue to get you a dog. I, I get it. I will never bad mouth, but there are a lot of scenarios that we don't know about puppy mills and all that thing where you see people that have a very sick dog and they continue to breed them. So there's a lot of issues there and there's not enough regulation. And I guess I'll tackle that, you know, when I'm done tackling the three issues that I just mentioned, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that one. I'll do what I can, you know, to, to help on, on that, on that side as well.
0: So you said you had the, that one year of just pure grit and work. How have you expanded the business, I guess, from that year, the next two years? uh, Did you get more vans? Did you, I guess, more people to help out? So
2: we now have five dog gyms, and I was about to add a sixth when we kind of started, you know, realizing, like, this is going to be a franchisable business, and we're pushing forth on that, you know, lawyers do that uh, (laughs) franchise disclosure document, and that takes a lot of money and a lot of time so we're we're entering the last steps of that and um a little secret that I'll that I'll that I'll share here I'll give you a, a hot Oop. off the press <laughs> um we have been in development of a mobile app
1: very so, cool
2: so so as as we expand across the country everything will be ran through the app almost like uber
1: awesome so you can literally order a, a session for your dog. Like, yeah. oh, this weekend, i definitely, I, I'm not going to be around. I need somebody to to help me out. like
2: Exactly. You know, sometimes when mom's watching your 90-pound Rottweiler, <laughs> you're going to be out of town for a week. Nana's not running that Rottweiler, right? So we mm-hmm. show up and we'll run the dog twice that week. And it's just amazing when you see a dog that's properly exercised, a level of fulfillment almost like, you know, like a, a couple of yoga sessions you know how you feel after yoga where you're just like you know it's like surprisingly mental surprisingly physical but very fulfilled I did Bikram yoga for like a year and a half right and you know same thing with that 100 hours a week in, in 90 days I did 30 classes the first month 33 classes the second month and 36 classes the last 30 days so that was uh that was a lot of doubles right but you come you come off of that like just like like, man I feel I feel good you know right so it's like you see these dogs where they're just like like my chocolate lab who's sitting here next to me so his name is soy sauce only see his little face right here mm-hmm. but like I know that I forgot to run him when he starts chasing the cat around
3: <laughs>
2: it's like what's going on and my house is all rambunctious like oh yeah I forgot to run soy on Sunday
1: What's a good, what's a marketing question we can answer for you?
2: So check it out. So we started the TikToks, right? And we got a couple of them that went super viral. And, you know, there's a certain amount of hate, no matter what the industry is. If it's beauty, people are in there saying you're ugly. If it's fitness, people are saying you're fat. So a big thing about our service is people assume it's for lazy people, Mm -hmm. right? They completely jump to that and they don't understand that this is just like going to the gym. So is it better to block certain words so that you get less hate, but you get less of that battle of people sticking, because it was funny, people are sticking up for you and then people are fighting. This is for lazy people, no, this is extra. You wouldn't yell at a person for going to the gym, you know, and like, like, so you have this fine line where I blocked a bunch of words and now the vibe on my page is super happy, but yes, I do have less views and less comments, is it better to block the hate and have a better vibe or let the hate spew and get a bunch of views and go viral more easy?
1: So, I think so <clears throat> I think you've kind of polarized the the hate and the spewing part of it versus the people who are your big advocates cuz if I like for example, if Christian and I were on there, we would absolutely advocate for it and it's more about an education. So, t- from my perspective, I would say you let it be completely open um and just say hey look this is a place you can debate about it that's fine but until you've experienced it you don't know but like as long as there's not people doing like profanity or whatever else then you block those people but i think it it allows people to um be more open-minded or at least find out because if christian didn't know about this before let's just say he was like nah, that's not i'm not a lazy dog owner i'll go do it myself and i'm like no 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 look you're doing so much, but this actually takes your dog to a different health level and everything else. And he's like, oh, okay, well, let me go do some research and let me go find out for myself. And it may be, you know, it's a one out of 10 people who actually do it. But I think you do open the door open for more education and for all those people who are on there, who are scrolling through, who don't leave a comment, who are thinking it, and then get to see the rebuttal of like, oh, well, I didn't realize that. Like there's so many people who are not commenting. So I think that you actually do yourself a disservice if you don't have people who are explaining your product because it's so new. It's like, I mean, the opposite of politics. Everybody knows uh, which side they're on or which what do they believe. So they're just going to argue to argue. But for yours, it's not really that. It's more of an, uh, they're uneducated to the market. They just need to know what's going on. That's just my thought. Uh, I don't know if Christian had anything. Yeah, no, no, I
2: thought about it. You know, it's funny. I have a video of a Shawnee, nine and a half months pregnant, walking soy sauce out to the van and somebody's like, that lady looks like she needs to be walking her own dog. And I'm like, yo, she's nine and a half months pregnant. The dog is running 25 miles per hour. It's 115 out today. And then they still come with it. I'm just like, oh my God.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you can't make everybody happy. But you guys should definitely just spread that. You never know where the video is going to go. And I would never want, want the videos to dampen because... You didn't let some people in. You never know. I think the people actually who you should get and get on TikTok with and do a duet with are the people who are the biggest haters and then they're like, I tried the service and this was the best thing in the world. Like, yeah. you know, that's that's the people you need to do duets with.
2: I love duets. I want to get Jason Derula to do a duet.
1: Oh, you need to. He's killing the game. <laughs>
2: He's got a big old pity. He's smart, man. He's killing it. So yeah. smart. Oh, yeah. He was like, I'm making all this money making music. He's like, wait a minute. Let me get on this TikTok game and he is just blowing it up with with every famous tiktoker there is Mm
1: -hmm. yeah his pr guy or his agent is super smart i mean i'm not not discrediting him he's probably smart but he's got somebody who's helping him like make all this happen for sure
2: i need somebody like that yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) awesome (laughs) how um how many different veins did you guys say you have currently? Like, and you're in Arizona right now, right?
2: Yeah, we're in Arizona right now. We, we currently have five dog gyms.
1: Five dog gyms. Oh, okay. So you call, okay. That's what I was getting at. Okay. I got you. They're just mobile, <laughs> obviously.
2: Mobile dog gym.
1: So we found you guys on TikTok. Well, actually I didn't find you. Christian found you guys on TikTok. And then we went to go look at all the videos. And even just before we recorded, I'm like, oh, I wonder what videos they're doing. How do you guys stay so on top of your social media? Because it's like. 17 hours ago, 20 hours ago. Like, it's just like, and they're so good. I mean, they're so good. They're just, I don't know, perfect for anybody who loves a dog or just wants to be entertained.
2: You know what? So if you look at our Instagram, there's over 20,000 videos.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. And
2: that was just my strategic decision that I made. And, and I'll give a lot of credit to Gary V, um, Gary Vaynerchuk. Because I, I was struggling, you know, when we first launched on how I was gonna show people what we do and what was the best way to show people. And he said three words that I will give credit to him for now until forever, um, document, don't create. Mm -hmm. You know, It was just like, stop trying to get the camera angle right, stop trying to get the lighting right, stop trying to get your verbiage right. He said, artists come up with one good piece of art a month, maybe if they're good. Now here you're gonna post multiple times a day and think that it's all gold, it's it's garbage. It's crap, right? You're not an artist, which I am not. So I just was like, screw it. And if you notice, if you go back far enough, I had braces at the time, right? Because right when we launched, I had braces, and I had to wear rubber bands. And you can't take them off in between runs, you know? I'm over here touching dogs and spit and pee and poop sometimes, <laughs> you know? So it was just like rubber bands it is. And I was just like, ah, ah. I, it just <laughs> It was what it was, right? Document, don't create. And I was like, I'm just going to blast the Instagram with every dog every day. And then so now we fast forward now to where people are finding us now. And they're like, oh, what's this new thing? And you're like, well, 20,000 videos. Like, what yeah. the hell is this, right? <laughs> and the, the TikTok kind of kind of launched us. You know, I had posted a few videos on TikTok. And... You know, I got like no views, which is like kind of sad. Well, I posted one, I got a thousand views. I was like, oh my god, TikTok, this is amazing. <laughs> and then I posted a few more, and one of them stayed on there with zero views for days. So I just I gave it up. I was busy doing other things, and really, I was trying to keep my secret in Arizona a little bit. Like you know, you know, people like see it and they want to copy it. Oh, I can do this. I show a dog that I've been running for three years. They don't show, you know, how how hard it was to train this dog and. Non dog trainers thinking, I'm just gonna throw a dog on a treadmill, and it's just like, no, like, how do you see something that somebody's been doing for 20 years and think with no experience, I'm just gonna copy it? But again, that's another thing. So, I posted a couple more on TikTok, and one of them went viral. And I had a lot of pent up ideas, you know. And honestly, like, I don't have anybody hired, I do all the TikToks, I do all the gram, and I coach wow. all my canine fitness coaches to take similar type videos at the right angles and really, you know, I, I didn't want it to be about me ever, you know? So I'm having a hard time even now. How do I put me in the limelight? I just wanted it to be about dogs. The dogs are the, the highlight. I'm like, let me just keep pepper and dogs. And now we've come up with some like kind of cute ideas and I mean, we're having a lot of fun with it. And, and honestly, man, I think I have so much good content. I'm like, I can't believe this video is not being watched. Like I've watched <laughs> it 10 times myself, you know? So it, it's just, it's really come down to document, don't create, show everybody what we're doing. And um, who is it like Mark Cuban was like, you know, if, if if your stuff is good, put it out there. And if the market will tell you if you're full of shit, you know, quick.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, let the market decide that because that's a, uh, I, I agree with that completely. You could have the, sometimes the grainiest video and the worst audio ever, but if like, if, if it's impactful, then it's gonna get shared or spread. So yeah, absolutely dang yeah i was gonna say i uh we looked at or i think christian saw and we were just kind of like scrolling back and we were just like and he said i didn't realize that they had twenty thousand posts Mm -hmm. like that's just
0: that was was my same thought process it was oh this is something new and then i went to your instagram and i was like oh okay let me just scroll i didn't look at the twenty thousand. i was like let me just scroll to see like his first few posts right to see what it was like at the beginning and I couldn't find it. I kept scrolling and scrolling. I, I, I
2: haven't been able. I, I've, I've sat there sometimes and tried to get to the <laughs> beginning, and I quit. I haven't been able to find it. It just yeah. like, I was Ooh. like, what? Because I'm another thing that I'm going to bring to light here soon, I also, uh, I trained certified search and rescue teams for the fire department. Okay. And it was kind of through that where I was trying to get the firefighters to come to my house or go to their house and teach their dogs to run on a treadmill when my light bulb went off, and I was like, Oh my god i gotta be mobile Mm -hmm. it's not run buddy it's run buddy mobile and i walked around the house like rain man for eight hours it's got to be mobile it's gotta be mobile (laughs) and you know it all came together very quickly i i think we've been really lucky you know obviously i met my fiance shawnee and you know when the stars align and everything works you know i i would never be where i'm at without her right she does all the scheduling she does all the hr and i'm out there running dogs and training coaches and training coaches on my specific methods that I've developed over 20 years, you know, to, you know, in the middle of the van, it's in a few videos, but we have the golden rule up and it says the golden rule, the dog is always right. Hmm. Number two, if by chance the dog makes a mistake, refer back to number one. Mm-hmm. And that's in case you get bit, like it was your fault. Like, what were you doing? You know, it's like, what did the dog do? It's your fault. You know, I, I remember this because I would take Mac out to pee and he'd pee on the tree and then he'd pee on the other tree and I'd bring him back in and I sit down to play Madden or something. And I look over and he's peeing on the couch and I'm just like, it was my fault. You know, like I should have had him outside five minutes longer. Like I wanted to play that game and it was my fault. You know, the dog is always right. Mm-hmm.
1: For the dogs who go to see you, there's no specific requirements. Like you could run a Chihuahua, you could run any dog, or is there like a, it needs to have a certain requirement to, to use your guys' service or no?
2: No, no. That's the best part is that I've come up with a system where I can run any dog, any temperament. So we don't charge extra for reactive slash aggressive dogs. Um, that's part of me kind of flexing and showing off. I've been rehabbing pit bulls for, you know, now 20 years almost. And even just the other day I was, you know, this, this lady called and, and um, she brought her dog and I kind of read the dog and she's like, do you want me to put the muzzle on her? And I was like, no, no. She's like, are you sure? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump in the gym, let me do my thing. And again, I wasn't forcing the issue. I wasn't putting my hand on her mouth, you know, but I just read the dog and, you know, going forward, you know, the next session, yes, we're going to wear a muzzle. I'm going to do some light petting and I'm just going to work the dog through its reactive behavior and get this dog used to me. And then I'll introduce another coach and then another coach. But she started crying. She said, um, she said, every dog trainer we've had an interview with has, has told us that they can't help us. She's like, I called into your thing and I was like, my dog's aggressive. And the lady on the phone's like, Yeah, cool. All right. When when's your availability? Like, we just glaze over that. Like, really, when you know what you're doing, you know, we're never really in danger. And I'm there to help the dog. You know, and mm-hmm. a lot of people that work with reactive slash aggressive dogs, they charge double, triple, quadruple. And it's like these are the people that need the most help. Mm-hmm. Because you know, if nobody helps them, this dog is going to end up being put down. And again, I, I don't want that, you know, a lot of it and some of it, man, some of the times it's just like people tell me I got an aggressive dog and five minutes later, you know, with some of my little tricks that I do, like I'm petting the dog, you know, it's like little by little and not forcing anything on the dog and reading the dog and obviously 20 years of experience like, I'm going to be able to help this dog. And the ladies in the van crying. I, I, my God, I had so many people cry on me. I had so many people. Like, I, I get these dogs that can't lift their own butt up off the ground. And I get them trotting again. When people are like, I thought my dog was going to die. And I was like, not today. Not today.
3: Mm.
2: <laughs> not today. I, I had a lady with a dog named Herky. And I got the dog in there. And he hadn't been able to pick himself up for months. We had him in rubber booties for grip. And he couldn't really lift himself up. And... Uh, They're like, oh, we're just doing this for his bucket list. And I'm like, I looked at this lady like his bucket list and like, yeah, you know, like the things you want to do before you die. And I'm like, no, no, I know what a bucket list is, but this, this dog's not going to die. Like, I can't force you to hire me, but, but call me like book another session, like give me three sessions. I'll have this dog walking normal again. And the dog ended up living another year and a half by the sixth session was hiking in Sedona. I got the dog back to trotting. That's incredible.
1: Uh, yeah, that's uh, so I guess with that, it's like there's an, you said the average is like around six sessions or so that you'd work with somebody or like, is this something that they could do routinely, like whenever you know that you're not going to be able to do something or how exactly? D- depending, what's the to
2: depending what the customer needs, right? We have very, very active customers. It's funny because we'll get comments like this is for lazy people. Like you should see a lot of my clients are crazy in shape fit people, crossfitters, gym owners, you know, and in the summer, their dog went from hiking 15, 20 miles a week to nothing. And I fill that gap. Mm -hmm. And then most people, we run their dog once a week, okay. you know, so that with all the other walks, you really create like the perfect scenario for just like a very calm, quiet house, with a very healthy dog and it it's undeniable like you should see these dogs i mean like if you've seen some of the videos of soy sauce he's ripped man like he's jacked like and then pit bulls, when you work them out properly i mean oh my god they get i mean they're just like veins coming down their neck and the way they sit you know and again those little waist big buff legs and, and a lot of it you know that you know i tell people if if all day every day people are telling you your dog looks like he's starving and you need to feed your dog you're probably doing exactly what that dog needs you know let's say you want to see the first one or two ribs you know it's like we just and then with some of these breeds like a lab will never stop asking for food (laughs) no way like there's times where i accidentally like like my friends were in town from l.a. And I was like, oh, come on, I'll show you soy sauce. I was running him through his tricks, you know, and he waits for his food, blah, 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 you know. And then I feed him, and my friend's like, dang, Dilo, like, you're starving him. I'm like, nah, shut up, you know. So we get to chill in, we grab a beer, and then Shawnee walks in, and she's like, "I'm like, oh, I fed the dog. And she's like, I fed him like two minutes before I left. And it's like, like, he's just going to beg for food. And I tell people, it's okay to not give your dog food when he's begging for it. He's just a lab. You know what I mean? It's just a lab. He's going to constantly eat. He's never going to stop. It, you know?
1: And this is why you see some of the labs that are over a hundred pounds and, and the other ones are, you know, 65 or 50 or whatever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Soy's house weighs a solid 80, but he's ripped, man. He's got a tiny little waist, big buff legs. And he, he's just a, he's like you know, labs are great family dogs. You know, I always had pit bulls and chihuahuas and this is my first lab. Um, somebody called me they saw me on the news that first time we came on the news and they're like d you did it bro i saw you on the news you know i'm like it's like it's like my brother-in-law who was the breeder of chocolate labs gave one to his cousin and his cousin moved like to oklahoma like broke up with his girlfriend got a new job moved to a one-bedroom apartment he's like do you want the lab and i was like yeah i never saw a picture of him right (laughs) i never even asked his temperament it's like a seven-month-old lab he's gonna look like a seven-month-old lab like I arranged the shipping. I, I got on we Ship and found some veteran named Sarge who travels across the country. And he brought my dog. A week later, we had... we had. I said, what's his name? And they said, Sawyer. And I was like, Sawyer? Soy sauce. And boom, <laughs> that's how long it took me to name my dog Soy sauce. I was like... <laughs> Sawyer
1: who names her dog Sawyer. No, just <laughs> that's funny <laughs> um so I want to transition to some more fun like uh rapid fire questions uh, for uh for you um so right now like well this is actually this is a stumping question so we'll, we'll go with it but I think you're just you're so high energy you probably have the answer really quickly I don't know but what purchase of hundred dollars or less has most positively impacted your life in the last six months or recent memory?
2: Oh, like business wise or life? A- anything could
1: be business, could be life. Yeah, anything.
2: Man, that's a hard one. I don't really, I don't really, I don't really spend a lot of money. <laughs> well,
1: that's a good thing. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I'd say my mountain bike. You know, because I was like. I'm 43 now and I'm trying to get in shape, but damn, that mountain bike was a lot more than a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. What did I spend for a hundred bucks? Let me see here.
1: <laughs> it's like, it's in my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> like like, I got this
2: little money clip here, you know, cause I hate wallets. Oh, that's cool. It looks like a cheese
1: grater. What is that?
2: Yeah. It's like this little money clip. We'll give them a shout out, but you know, I hate big wallets, and I have back pain, right? And I'm in I'm in the van all, all day, you know, 100 hours a week. And and you know, you're sitting on a wallet, you're all lopsided and hurting your hips. So I got this little money clip, and I put the little tiny clip in there. And look at that, my entire wallet and a little tiny clip. All right, nice. What's the name of the wallet? <laughs> you know, I forgot. <laughs> They're titanium money clips. I found them on Instagram. Nice. That was pretty cool that in this stand i'm using to hold my phone <laughs> i finally can do all my videos you know I, I i strap them in the van and i'm i'm creating content with my little my little grapple claw
0: that's pretty cool yeah i've seen some of the the dancing videos inside the van and, ah. yeah
2: i wasn't a stuff, hip-hop dance stuff. crew in eighth grade <laughs> 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 to,
1: i could tell man i could tell i go yeah. back to my roots yeah <laughs> <laughs> bring the band and get the guys back together.
0: All right. So you may not have a lot of time in your hands, but maybe you do. I don't know. Do you have a current Netflix or Amazon prime or Hulu
2: binge? Um, you know what? Um, It's funny. Cause I don't right? I, like, like um, I don't I really have a lot of time for TV, mm-hmm. but I often need something just that'll let me turn my brain off. And I'm a big Seinfeld fan. So Late night, right before I go to bed, one episode of Seinfeld, like just, just does it for me, you know. Nice. Most recently, I had start, I had gone back and uh, did Walking Dead.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, we're like on season nine now, and I'd be down to watch Breaking Bad all the way through another time or two. That is just one of the greatest shows ever. Nice. And Game of Thrones was epic and amazing up until the last two episodes yeah so a big, big,
0: that, big, that's big about lockdown. it i'm
2: not even creative and like if you were gonna go dark you should have went super dark you should have mm-hmm. traveled across the land just burning up everybody and killing everybody it was Yep. i felt so cheated yeah yeah but Every... I, you know i watch a lot of i watch a uh, big bang theory and clips
0: okay, okay know, like yeah
2: Facebook, if mm-hmm. you like a couple of pages like I haven't watched Big Bang Theory on TV ever, but I think I've watched every episode. In
1: series of, <laughs> just like little segments of you see. Yeah, this is what's good about the show. You can watch like 10 minutes of it or five minutes of the episode and it's like yeah. you can pick up anything.
2: Yeah, well, you know, a, a big thing I do too, you know, to, to let out one of my secrets is, um, you know, I, I've done this a lot in my life, like in any sales job. Like I think people try to reinvent the wheel too much. It's like if somebody's doing something right, just do it the same and just put your own spin on it you know so i'll watch a lot of tiktoks and while i'm watching tiktoks i i don't really enjoy them i'm like doing research mm-hmm. you know, i'm yeah. just like oh i can i could do that one for run buddy so i go over to my notepad i write down the music and i write down my skit and i keep this constant note now of content i want to create and i just keep like adding to it i'm like at 120 different videos that i love going back and strike through you know i highlight it and then Strike
1: through like yes mm-hmm. yes i did that one yes you show type a now i definitely know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I'm, I'm the same way i'm like ah oh, yes let's build the list so we can check off the list <laughs> yes check off the list yes um so when you first started out what is one thing that you wish you would have known at the very beginning that you know today
2: you know that's a crazy one i i i've said this to my fiance a lot that um we were so lucky to have not made a lot of mistakes, you know? Um, the collab, you know, and talking everything out and the endless hours of talking and research and research and research. Um, I, 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 You know, I've thought about this one too. Like what would we have done differently? And I don't think I would have done anything differently. I would have just done it sooner a little bit, you know? But some of those are out of my control. Like I, I wish I had a lot of money. You know, we basically, we bootstrapped this thing with Shawnee and I. I was selling solar door to door. And the last few months before I knew I was going to quit and launch Run Buddy because the stars were aligning and Shawnee was like, was like, you know, I had my back. And it's amazing when you have somebody that supports you 100%. Um, but, you know, I, I, a lot of the time throughout my life, I had entrepreneurial tendencies. But I was always trying to save up the money myself. Mm -hmm. Right? Like I have like uh, some 20 years experience in restaurants and like I cook a lot. I worked on fine dining. I I worked at In-N-Out Burger for eight years. I've cooked hundreds of thousands of burgers. And my thing was always like, I'm going to climb the corporate ladder, save money and launch my own bar or restaurant.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Right? And I wish I would have known more about how you raise money. And maybe take advantage of, of some of the things that are out there, you know, now that I, I hear about angel investors and different things, and I still don't really know what all that means, you know, because basically I saved up money and, and, and I just started doing it little by little. And we've basically, besides, you know, a little bit of help from my father there. And um, one of our aunts gave me a little bit of money. Um, but really we bootstrapped it every step of the way I was, you know, door to door selling solar like crazy all through the Valley. I mean, I was out there knocking on doors. I even took my son with me on the weekends and we're out there knocking on doors, slanging solar, you know?
0: I was going to ask you when you mentioned actually Mark Cuban, did you guys ever consider like applying for Shark Tank or something like that?
2: So, so the thing with, with Shark Tank was that, you know, you got to give up a lot of equity, mm. whether you get a deal or not when you really start researching into it. And then even if you get accepted, apparently you got a pitch, your story like 10 times to all their other peons and then you get to the thing. So long story short is yes, because from the very beginning everybody was like, oh my God, this is perfect for Shark Tank. This is perfect for Shark Tank. And as we started progressing and you know, we we started interviewing lawyers, we met this great lady as our franchise attorney, and she was like, You don't need Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's all I that's all I needed, you know? <laughs> because because really we fit in a shark tank, right? Like we have all our ducks in a row where really it's just money to fuel the fire. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. what they're always claiming. They want, right. They don't want somebody that needs a bunch of help, mm-hmm. you know? And also I was, you know, it took about two years, right. To really see exactly how everything was going to be done. Right. And, and you'll laugh about this or it's scary like i never wrote a business plan it was so constantly changing at the beginning and to this day like it's in my mind because you know like my mind never stops and i have ran my business plan in my head over and over you know a million times a day because my brain never stops and it's kind of disgusting um but i still to this day have not written a business plan and it, like one of my friends was like dude you're you're expanding too fast be careful and I was like, look, man, I'm like surfing. I'm going to ride this wave to the next wave. And if this wave doesn't push me to that next wave, I'm not going to jump on that next wave, you know? Mm-hmm. So part of it, I was letting the market dictate. And at some point there, you know, maybe, you know, a year ago, maybe I should have given up 20% equity, gotten a couple hundred grand and maybe been out there quicker. But, you know, I, I everything happens for a reason and everything's, going the way it goes and if anything our our brand is solid you know people know what we're about um and and i have no regrets you know it, it is what it is you, you know and um uh, i i don't think we would have done a good as good a job as how we're ready for it now mm-hmm. you know?
1: So we did. I wanted. I'd uh, be remorse to not ask this question because you mentioned it a little bit earlier, and I want to make sure we hit on it, which is the expansion to the franchise. Like, how soon? We're in Dallas, Texas. How soon could we potentially see a Run Buddy Mobile in the Dallas or the Texas market?
2: Early next year. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So right now, yeah, we're we're getting the as soon as all the franchise paperwork is done. Um that'll coincide with our app launch. And then, um, we have, you know, a bunch of people's emails, um, that have sent specifically for franchise inquiries, and we'll start the process of applications, you know, um, credit checks, you know, reserves. And then, and then we'll start flying people in and get, get into, you know, to our brand, you know, like not, not to put anybody, you know, it's hard job. I've had mm-hmm. some, like, I've had a couple of grandmas, like, oh, th- this will be great, you know, I'm looking for a job to do, and it's just like, <laughs> lady, I had to pick up a 120-pound dog today, <laughs> I had to run a recently blind diabetic tripod Henri Rottweiler that almost bit my face off, like, like no, like, it is, it is not easy, and, and again, like, sometimes I feel bad for making it look so easy, but whatever, it is what it is people love the videos of the dogs running in and some of these dogs I've been training for three years, you know, like, so, I mean, you know, we'll do the interviews and you know, we, we like happy, high energy people, you know, that hopefully come with a lot of dog handling experience. You know, I, I hire vet techs, dog trainers, uh, people that work at rescues. One question I, I like to ask people, is like, so how do you not get bit?
3: Hmm.
2: <laughs> And it's so funny because people are like, like have different answers to that. And it's so funny to see somebody answer like the How do you not get bit? Cause I always like say, I don't put my hand in their mouth, you know, like, <laughs> like people are like, you just don't. And that's a good answer too. You know, it's just like, like, well, I'm really quick with the leash. That's a good answer too. You know, but it's about, you got to be able to read the dog. You know, I tell people that I'm going to start this new thing. Watch like next week. I'm I'm going to jump in it because to so the states that I'm not in, I have workouts that people can do to keep their dogs mobile. And it's like this crazy talent I have. I can see a dog walk up to me and I instantly know how to make that dog live longer. Wow. Like I know what that dog is missing. So it's just almost like, you know what? Post your video because I'm, I'm a different kind of, I'm a dog trainer, but I'm a canine fitness coach, mm-hmm. you know, specializing in mobility, rehabilitation, physical and mental, and it's like it's just like send me your video i will help your dog live longer until i get to your state but definitely the first states are going to be uh, new mexico nevada and texas Ooh. they're the, my surrounding states yeah um and you know i i think it's going to catch on like wildfire and we're just mm-hmm. gonna blow up and we're just for sure and imagine every time we add a dog add a van in a different state that's more shelters more rescues i get uh
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Get a little piece somehow, of
0: somehow, some way you need to start tracking to hit that that one How million less, you know? That needs to be on the website big, you know, some big I, I, was, I was trying
2: to do the math because look at you see 20,000 videos, mm-hmm. mind you, a lot of that we posted the dogs only on the story. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people were were unfollowing us because we post too much. Really? So now we have Rumbuddy Mobile, which is our company page, and I just post on there once a day. And we have another page that's called we run dogs that we don't care mm-hmm. if you follow or not, because that way you can go see it when you want. Cause if you follow it, all of a sudden you'll get 30 posts of ours in a row and you're <laughs> like, Oh my God. Okay. It's too much dog. It's too much dog. So we have, we run dogs, which I don't care if you follow or not. And then you have run buddy mobile. And that's another that other one you say, like, how do we manage it all? Like it, it's this crazy thing, right? Like, like, I dare you to send a message on a booking request or any kind of message. And our average response time is, like, three seconds. Like, it's been that way from the very first day to now. I don't care what platform or what email or what text. Like, we're psychopaths, Shawnee and I. Like, like I don't care. Like, it's funny because, like, sometimes Sunday somebody will call and I go answer that shit. You know, it's like 9 o'clock, answer it. They want to book. With, and they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't. Oh, no, no, no. no. You got me talking dog. So we had a baby a month ago, right? So now there's nothing to do after you give birth, right? So the baby comes out, they put the baby in the little, the little tray there next to you. Mm -hmm. Literally 20 minutes after giving birth, Shawnee was doing scheduling again.
1: No, she, oh my gosh.
2: Right. So she's in there. Oh no, no, no. Let's backtrack. Right. So I don't know if you've ever been there when a baby's born, but so it's like contractions come, but then they stop. So it's like this, like, weird quiet Mm -hmm. while you're waiting for more contractions and you know so shawnee's there i'm on the right there's a nurse a doctor a doctor another nurse in between contractions i was showing people dog videos and they're like oh my gosh put the video down we're back to the push push and then the pushing stops we did three rounds of dog videos before the baby came out
1: all right so how how many pushes did it take well it took three rounds of dog videos that's how (laughs) long of dog videos.
2: so now we're in now we're in our room and, like, you know, so I, I hand her the baby. She feeds. And then we put the baby there. And I'm right there, like, helping Shawnee get comfortable. But Shawnee's scheduling. I jump on TikTok because I like to respond to every single comment. Because, like, why not? You know? Like, oh come talk to me. Like, so I'm sitting there. And somebody's like, oh, my God, do you run any Corgis? And I was like, oh, yeah, go check out our Instagram, blah, 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 blah. And then they come back to TikTok. And they're like, dude, did you just have a baby? And I'm like, yeah, like an hour ago. And they're like, why are you talking to me? well <laughs> in between. I'm in between helping my, you know, helping the baby and mommy here. Like I got time. Like, what's up? What do you want to talk about? You
1: know? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Um, well, wow. congratulations. Yes, I was going <laughs> to <laughs> say a little
2: baby girl. Her name is Sophia Maria, and she's on a couple of TikToks. We call her the Rum Buddy Baby now. A couple of people are like, we have adopted her. Uh, <laughs> Rum Buddy Baby.
1: That's awesome. She can be up there with uh with the, the other mascot there. Put the baby up yeah, there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to think of some more videos with her.
0: <laughs> Crawling training work. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. I gotta work get on. her a Run
2: Buddy shirt. I gotta yeah. get her a Run Buddy yeah. shirt.
1: So, all right, David, how can people find out more about Run Buddy Mobile? How can they find out, keep up to date with what's happening with franchising? If somebody wants to be a franchisor um, or a franchisee, sorry, like what's the best way for them to uh, reach out so to definitely,
2: you? definitely, you know, the videos are at uh, Run Buddy Mobile and We Run Dogs on Instagram. On Facebook, we're Run Buddy Mobile. On TikTok, we're Run Buddy. And franchise inquiries can be emailed to info at runbuddymobile.com. The website. <laughs> oh, and the funny. website. <laughs> Don't forget the website. The website's <laughs> got a ton of information. It's got my entire story. You know, it, like I'm an open book. You know, like I, I answer all people's questions. Like I'm not. I'm not scared. Scared.
1: David, thank you so much for your time. Ooh, this man, is- that was
2: awesome, man. Thank you. I know I talk, you get me talking, dog. I get all excited.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it. We will, uh, we'll let you know when the episode drops, and uh, and definitely uh, make sure that uh, we get this shared out to everybody, to uh, especially all over the place. Hopefully, you're spreading the franchise all over the place to be able to use the service. So thank you so much.
2: You can do it, man. Thank you so much. Bye now. All right. We you. run, dog. <laughs>
1: The Marketing Natives Podcast is
0: a production of Bit Branding.